Hello there, I'm Ash, but you could call me JD. I'm a whole and combo hunter, also known as just Hunter. And this is a Hero Story, episode 102, and we're joined by a special guest at Comic Rebirth on Instagram, our good friend Harper. Harper, welcome. What's going on, guys? It's uh, great to have you on the show, and uh, this is something that uh, I'm glad we were able to work out. Uh, this is something that I've wanted to happen for a while. We've been uh, talking so much on Instagram between both Hunter and I. We've yeah. talked to you for what feels like forever now, and uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, great to have you on the show. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to drop a little a truth bomb on Hunter that he probably doesn't realize. My Uh-oh. name is also Josh. <gasps> Wait, the Josh Gang Unites! <laughs> the Hunter, Josh Hunter Gang Unite! Hunter doesn't think of me as a Josh. He only thinks of me as JD. Like, he forgets that I my do. name is Josh. So. I do, yeah. <laughs> no, that's fine. Wait, I just thought I'd drop that in there. Josh. That's, that's, that, that's great. <laughs> do we just but, call uh, you anyway, uh, Har- <laughs> Harper is uh, is someone who has listened to a hero story forever. Uh, we've actually mentioned him on the show a bunch of times. Pretty much any time Hunter and I make a mistake, we know that Harper is going to be in the DMs being like, well, actually. And uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Become he, the villain. <laughs> <laughs> he, listen, you got to be you accept it. Like Lex Luthor in Smallville, I am the villain of the story. I am you the know? villain. I actually <laughs> am. Like... I mean, it's kind of warranted because you, you'll make one small slip up and I'll message you and be like, well, Sergeant Rock was actually blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> Listen, I, when we were talking about Sergeant Rock, when, when, when we started talking about Sergeant Rock, I'm like, oh, I'm so screwed. I know nothing about him. I can't pull up a Wikipedia fast enough. We're screwed. So, so I was like, you know, sometimes you just got to accept the feet and mention Harper. So if you've heard us mention Comic Rebirth or Harper on the show, this is who it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram. Uh, you know, we'll obviously plug him at the end, but uh, he's on Instagram at Comic Rebirth. He does the most detailed posts. He makes me wish I had, uh, you know, I, I, he makes me wish I put more time and thought into my posts because every time I see his posts, I'm like, that was well thought out. That was a little mini essay. I like that. Yeah. Don't, deep don't. It's, it's too much time. <laughs> We, we Meanwhile, found I'm just like, haha, meme. <laughs> yeah, here's a good Ezra Miller choking meme or something like that. We've actually had this... Uh... Listen, listen, the algorithm was very kind of that one. In about three days, I had like 30,000 likes on three posts. So it was okay. It was good. It was, it was The algorithm was kind. Respect getting the You want to fight? <laughs> We've oh, had God, this episode I, I planned for so long, too. Like, we, we messaged Harper, I think when last Daredevil issue came out about a month ago, planning out this issue, and be like, okay, yeah. uh, on this day, when the next Daredevil issue is out, we will hopefully have you on. And here we are. It actually worked. It, it it's worked like, out. this This feels like an arc that my entire life has led to. Being a, da- <laughs> a Daredevil fan as a kid, and then growing up, and then getting Instagram, and then following JD, like, God, three years ago at this point? Maybe even, like, Maybe, maybe more. And then, like, talking to you and then being like, hey, this JD guy's really cool. Like, he always responds to me. We always chat about, like, Mark Wade's Flash and Jeff Johns' Flash. Like, this is this is really awesome. And then one day just being like, ah, oh, hell, I'll make an account. Why not? And then you found it and you were like, bro, I've just followed your account. I followed you back up. I'm going to share your posts. And you just started sharing everything. And then I get this message and it's like, hey, come on the podcast and talk about Daredevil. And I'm like, what is happening? I've listened to this podcast for, like, uh, over well probably a year now probably over a year at this point and now more yeah. listen listen i i i respect it uh i i've told this story before on the podcast that when i before i started my account i would uh talk to at dc comics united uh, he was like seven hundred thousand uh follower account about dc comics and i would message him all the time and 
he would always respond and i would always think like wow this guy has a huge account but he responds to me and we have like you know like good comic combos so then based on him i'm like you know what? i'm gonna start an account so i start history of the flash and then without even really mentioning it to him he follows it and i'm like oh my god he followed me so i'm like <laughs> wow like it, like it really came full circle so because of him always responding to my d to my dms i'm like when i have my account i'm always gonna respond to the dms because you know you never know who you're gonna start a converse, conversation with and uh, you know, it's, it's crazy to me when people reach out to me and they're like, well, like you inspired my account. And I'm like, me, like, what did I do? I just post flash stuff. <laughs> I just had no one to talk to about comic books. <laughs> Hunter is- said something to me the other day that was like very profound and, and kind where he was like, yeah, because I said, hey, I'm probably the, the person with the least amount of, I love that you were like, I said something profound. What? I did. <laughs> oh, my inner I Canadian came that- out. <laughs> <laughs> about what um (laughs) yeah no i said i'm probably the person you've had on with like the least amount of followers and hunter was like look it it doesn't matter about the followers we just like having discussion and i was like that is exactly what this community is for yeah it doesn't matter about the numbers it's it's about yeah it's it's like making friends it's not about where we end up well well, we've talked about this in group chats before of like you know, like uh, moaning and groaning about the algorithm and stuff. And like, oh man, this felt like didn't get enough likes. Like I thought this was a good post, but like, you know, I, I've come to the realization and I, and I used to be like that. I'm like, man, this didn't get, you know, this didn't get a thousand likes or this didn't get 2000 likes or, you know, I need to get this amount. And then I've gotten to the point where it's like, I don't really care how many likes it gets, you know, Same, like, yeah. um, I, like I, I was posting about my impulse reread. Right. And a lot of the posts were doing okay. Some, some did very well. Some did okay, but I didn't really care about the likes on any of them. I, I cared about the people in the comments that were like, dude, you started posting Impulse. I'm going to start reading it because you're posting it. And then people reaching out to me in DM like, dude, I loved Impulse and I read it because of you. And I'm like, that was the goal all along of like, if one person gets a new comics because of me, like that's great. I want to share my love with someone else. So, you know, it, it, that that's really been the best part of my account. And that's why like to this day, like I, – I, I really don't care about the likes, you know, the follows. It's nice, and you know, I I, I do well for myself, and I, and I and I do you know appreciate it. And mm-hmm. you know, it's I guess it's easy to talk from my position of like, well, I do have the followers, but yeah, but truly, <laughs> the followers don't matter like as much to me. It's like it's the meaningful comments I get. It's the you know, it's the harpers of the comment sections that are like that are like you know talking like <laughs> this, this in depth an stuff, and I'm like, like and, and I'm like, I love like- it. This is like a Captain America speech or a Superman (laughs) speech, like talking to everyone about truth and justice. Yeah, truth, justice, and the history of the Flash way. (laughs) All the comments being like, "That's not Barry Allen. What are you doing?" Uh, But yeah, I mean, where where is Harrison Wells? Oh God. And anyway, um, since we've already been uh, way off topic on this podcast, um, (laughs) if you've listened to the podcast before, this isn't usually how it starts. We usually start with the news of the week, which is Hunter's section. So I'm going to throw it over to him. But that that was a great conversation to start. And let's get it with the news. (laughs) I mean, yeah, with the hero story, we get off topic a lot. But I find a lot of people tend to like those off topic discussions where we just kind of go with the flow, which will happen a few Mm. times here. I mean, we had Harper on mostly to talk about Daredevil, which we'll get to. But until then, here's the news of the week. If you want to skip ahead to the news of the week, there should be timestamps in the description. The comics, or if you want to skip ahead to the comics of the week, sorry. We are reviewing Daredevil number 21, X-Men Fantastic Four number 4, The Flash number 758, Shazam number 13, uh, Batman number 95, which is the start of the Joker War, uh, we also have little bonus comics being Batgirl number 47, Aquaman number 61, Justice League number 49. And I think that's everything. 
I might be missing one or two. But yeah, this is a, actually a huge episode. <laughs> so yeah. going over news of the week, there's not really much live action news, but there's a lot of comic news with upcoming solicitations for comics coming out in October. The only live action news was New Mutants is not going to change their uh, release date, their August release date, until it is the very last minute. So you could have tickets to oh, go see New Mutants, yeah. and then the next day, hey, never mind, we're not coming out. So. Yeah, it's not. It's not going to happen. It's never coming no. out at this point. <laughs> just release it on Disney Plus at this point. Like, I, I don't get it. Just release it. Yeah, it's like, uh, like I know it will come out. I'm sure it will come out. But it's funnier in my mind if we just pretend that it's not going to come out. Like the fact that it got pushed so much, and then it was finally coming out, and it was like, all right, here we go, the New Mutants, and then a worldwide pandemic came along, and New <laughs> Mutants was screwed again. Yeah, and even then they didn't delay it with no release date they just kept pushing like okay we'll release it here no we'll le- release it here yeah. and it's gonna be so weird to watch because there's a lot of young actors in there and they look way different now than when they filmed in like 2001 or whenever this movie was filmed <laughs> it's been a while <laughs> like, <laughs> it's been a long time so it's gonna be a little weird especially if you watch game of thrones because i know there's a lot of game of thrones actors in there yeah. that look completely different since it was shot like two seasons before <laughs> the show ended. I was going to say, it's weird, it's weird to, to see Maisie Williams in, in season 8 of Game of Thrones where she's like this fully developed adult badass like assassin character and then go back to New Mutants where she's a kid again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like going to be so weird. I'll be like, what? I watched you grow up in another show and now you're yeah. a kid in this movie that's coming out this year? Well, it's so strange. This year in like quotes, yeah. Well, yeah, know. okay. <laughs> 2021 more likely. Yeah, it likely won't happen anytime soon but we'll we'll keep you guys updated here on a hero story that's it for love action news now for all the comic news which solicitations was starting to come out kind of briefly when we released last week's episode of hero story so we'll start with the dc news this is probably a big one for jd here there's a new flash writer not williamson i didn't write down who, what his name was so kevin you know. kevin shinnick okay. uh he's he's not the biggest comic book writer he's written a few Spider-Man issues here and there. Uh, he's mostly known for Robot Chicken, but uh, he, he's done oh. like a few issues here and there. But yeah, he's a relatively unknown comic book writer. Um, what I've said for a while is that I'm okay with someone kind of new taking over on Flash. I mean, it would have been cool to see like Tom Taylor or someone like that, someone that you could trust. Yeah. But but but, yeah. but at the same time, I'm kind of just like, you know, it felt like for me, you know, Jeff Johns did some stuff beforehand, but he, you know, he made his bones to me on Flash. You know, that that was where he kind of like, showed i could do this long ongoing and it's going to be epic mm-hmm. you know that's what set him up to be the green lantern writer and all that so and mm-hmm. jsa and all that so so i you know i i think you know if a writer can make his bones on flash i mean let's look at joshua williamson before he took over on flash what was he known for at that point a few batman superman issues from 2008 yeah. you know like 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 what what was he relatively known for a few new 52 fillers like he wasn't really known for anything and then he gave us a flash run so yeah i'm kind of okay with Shinnick. Now, some some people are telling me that they think it's just a filler writer, and that if there's a reboot after Metal, then that's what when we're gonna get our real writer. Either way, I'm interested to see what Kevin Shinnick's gonna bring to the game. Um, you know, I actually messaged him on Instagram. I found his Instagram and messaged him, and I was like, "Hey, just wanted to, you know, on behalf of the Flash community, you know, welcome you." And uh, I got left on read, but it's okay. He read the message, so oh, he read Ooh, it. Okay, damn. <laughs> JD's we'll used talk, to that. We'll like, maybe, maybe he'll be. A future- Listen, maybe he'll be a future podcast guest. We have a good luck with uh, Flash creative teams here. 
<laughs> oh yeah, that's a good point. I, I love that that comic creators, like artists and and writers, if you message them on Instagram, there's a ninety five percent chance that they're going to respond, and they're always yeah. super friendly. Like I reached out to, I don't know, like I know it's like an alias. I don't think it's his real name, but Kafu or Kafu, the dude who's doing the art for the new Iron Man series. I reached uh-huh. out to him and just said, like, love love what you've shown us so far, like the sneak peeks and everything. Um, I'm making a post on, on you know, what I'm excited about in the series. And he was like, yeah, send it to me, send it along, I can't wait to read it. And then oh, nice. I did, and he liked it, and he was like, oh, great post. And I just love that comic creators are so in tune with it. I love that I'm telling this story based off of JD getting left on red, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, listen I, I've also been left on red by, like, Chip Zdarsky and all that. So, you know, I, I've, oh. I've, I've had my fair share of being left on red. You know, a Hunter got left on red by Ben. This happens to the best of us, but... You know, yeah. best one for me was Jeff Johns. I, I I told him how big a fan and how big an impact uh, Wally West has had on me, and he just said, "Oh, thank you so much." And this is like when he just first got I, Instagram. I got first... Same exact thing to me. I, I messaged him, yeah. like, thank you for everything you did, and he was like, "Oh, thank you for supporting or thank you for reading." And I'm yeah. like, my heart just... literally dropped when I saw a message from Jeff Johns. I was like, "Hi, Java, hi. <laughs> it's, it's it's God Himself." I know, honestly. <laughs> Doomsday Claw, Dark Side War. <laughs> like he's done some great stuff in the past, yeah. But it's it's cool. I, I'm yeah. totally accepting like a new Flash writer. It's better having this writer where we don't really know what to expect than one that maybe we all just dislike. We're like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I agree with that. Though. I agree with that. Like this guy could really make his name on Flash, and I'm ready for that. Mm-hmm. I do think it may be a little bit of a filler arc. Like JD was saying that some people think it might be just a fill-in writer. It does kind of... Because it's alchemy, right? He's using Dr. Yeah, alchemy. Yeah, Dr. Alchemy. To me, like, I could be wrong, but I feel like everyone's Flash run starts with a... a well, actually, no, Jeff Johns's didn't really start with, like, a big story. But I don't know. I just can't expect a new writer coming in and being like, all right, the first thing I'm going to do is use Dr. Alchemy. Well, well to, really to, to be fair... With Jeff, the original plan was we're going to give you one arc, Wonderland, and that's going to be it. And then we're going to move on uh, to the new Flash writer. And then because Wonderland was so well-received, they're like, all right, you know what? We want you to stay on. And then he ended up doing this you know, great grand run. Um, as for Shinnick, um, Williamson mentioned to us that you know he told us he couldn't tell us what he told the new Flash writer, but he wanted him to use a villain that – uh, that Josh wanted to use in his run, but never got a chance to, which oh, is that... now now we know is alchemy. So, That's so I was uh, hoping yeah, that was Daniel West. I thought I it was going to be Daniel West car. too. Yeah. Like when he was when he was talking to us, I almost wanted to blurt it out. See, I already did one blurt to Josh when when he was talking about Scott Collins, and I was like Blitz, and then I was like, oh god, I just blurted Blitz out. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay because it's literally the greatest Flash story that's ever imprint, ever made. So yeah, see, see, Harper, this is why you're on the show. Yeah, you, you, you speak great knowledge like this. Best Flash. Sometimes I'll walk down the street and I'll just be like Blitz, and people will be like, what? Yes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you get that one person like, oh yeah, yeah, Zoom, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And that person was JD. <laughs> it was most likely me. <laughs> yep. Oh, JD, you went to Australia. You didn't tell me. Uh, may- oh, finally. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I think I'd, I think I'd stand out a little, but you know, one of us. <laughs> uh, Italian mob boss in Australia <laughs> happens. <laughs> so within October, there are actually technically four comics ending. The there's two that have just been announced though. So the two that were just announced are Batman the Outsiders ending at issue 17 and Batgirl ending at issue 50. These are both Rebirth comics. The other two 
our three Jokers, which we all knew was only going to be three issues. So that's coming to an end in October. And damn, I should have wrote it down. There's an oh, Red Hood, Red Hood, and the Outlaws. <laughs> Red Hood, and also Justice League Odyssey is ending. Oh, it is. Uh, along, alongside Batman and the Outsiders, Justice League Odyssey is ending, and oh, wow. uh, also Shazam is ending, which we know of. So uh, Shazam's ending. In yeah, September. a lot, a, yeah. a lot of a lot of books are ending in the fall, um, which uh, is leading a lot of people to at least think about reboot talk. Which you know, some people are thinking post metal. Will we see a reboot? Death metal. Yeah, I'd say with all these books ending, I wouldn't. You know, totally throw it off the table. I think there's a chance. Not reboot, but relaunch. I don't think they're going to reboot. Well, 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 that's what I mean. Not, not like a full like New 52, but a full like, you know. Rebirth. Rebirth <laughs> type thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, which was in the end. Like, they'll have one event, like DC Universe Rebirth, but it'll be like a one shot that's double the size of a regular comic. Ton of stuff happens. And then new number ones, new creative teams, new people, new writers, new artists, stuff like that coming. Yeah. Which I'd be okay with. I, I'd like that, actually. I think that'll be pretty good. But yeah, those books I are in. I... Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I don't I don't really like the fact... Like, I like the idea that after Metal, they're going to, you know, try and change things up and a lot of series are ending and, and new ones are starting. But stop going back to number ones. Like, I know I, they yeah. sell. But, but I, love, I love when series just go forever and instead of being like, oh, yeah, that run went for 40 issues and by one writer, I rather like... Oh, that's the Flash by Mark Wade, or you know what I mean, so that yeah. you can well, collect them well, in trade. If, if comics in the '80s or '90s were like comics today, it would be like instead of Mark Wade taking over on issue 62, it would be the Flash number one in 1992. You know, and then when Jeff yeah. Johns took over, instead of being the Flash 164, it would be the Flash number one in in you know 1998. You know, it would be stuff like that. Like you know, comics have just changed as a whole medium where the number one is the king and it's annoying you know having all these different runs that you know they make it a 50 like if you make it to 50 issues nowadays it's like holy crap that's quite an achievement which is crazy because Mm -hmm. back in the day 50 issues would be considered like a short run yeah Mm. like number ones are like designed to be collectible and to be popular so that you know people buy them and they go oh i bought the number one but i think there's something much cooler about the idea of a series you didn't know was going to be massive, like a new writer came on and no one knew it was going to be a big deal. And mm-hmm. now we look back on it and we go, oh my God, the first Mark Wade issue was issue 60, blah, blah, blah. And it's it's crazy. Or even like Frank Miller on Daredevil, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Going back to like when he started doing the art instead of, oh, we've got a new person on, let's make it number one again. I don't know. Yeah. There's something so special about picking out a random issue and being like, that's that's the one where he jumped on or she jumped on. It's so cool to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I always wonder, will, will DC move to the legacy numbering like Marvel does? Now, obviously, they went for legacy numbering for Flash and Wonder Woman. I kind of like how Marvel does it of every series has what the actual number is, where it's like, you know, Avengers is on number 23, but it's also number 700. So they have it like written below. So it'll be like issue 23, legacy number 700. You know, I, I think that's cool. And I think if DC adopted that like that that would be pretty cool yeah i was about to say yeah, that's that, the best that's way the to best, do it that is absolutely the best way to do it but i understand the number ones do sell i got into comics due to seeing batman number one by scott snyder which was new 52 so i was like oh number one that means it's it's new that means i could read this and not be confused i was so confused because yeah. i didn't know who nightwing was at the time it was 2011 <laughs> i was like what the, what's going on and even then that's a confusing first issue with nightwing disguised as joker for the first half so mm-hmm. uh, I was pretty confused, but it got me into comics, and nine years later, I'm still into them. So 
respect, <laughs> but I do prefer the legacy numbers, definitely. Um, yeah. Going on with the news, <laughs> comics ending, and then that's what we mostly talked about there. Action Comics number 1026 cover, well, the variant cover, shows John Kent in his current suit, but he looks to be around the year 10 again, like age 10. He looks young again. It what? is a variant cover. I don't know if you guys saw this yeah. or not, but it's basically the Superman family, but John Kent is in there, but as a child. So people are wondering, like, hmm, is young John returning? When, when it comes to solicitations and variant covers, I take everything with the, with the you know, a grain of salt. You know, when it comes to variant covers, it's kind of just like, this looks cool and the artist wants to do it. They think it'll sell better. So that's why you put out a variant. And it's kind of just like, I don't expect the story to reflect it. Yeah, that that makes sense. It's yeah, based... I, sorry, go on. I I it, it would be a really cool dream to think that 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 John can go back, but at the same time, it's it's too late. Like they had their window to develop John naturally, and they jumped the gun and they aged him up. And now, if you go backwards, there's no point. You've missed your window. People are just going to go. Well, now you're just backing down on the development that you were going for. So. They're damned if they do and damned if they don't. I wish they would because it would be so cool to have. I, I, I'm not a huge Damien Wayne fan. Like, I think he's fine. But I yep. feel like you get the get best out of that character when you pair him with John Kent. And oh, aging him sure. up has kind of removed that. And now Damien isn't as interesting to me because, I mean, people have their problems with the current Teen Titans run aside. Mm -hmm. But once you've removed that, I don't know. I feel like that friendship was so important. It's like if you had Wally and Nightwing and then you just aged like dick up 10 years and then he was no longer friends with wally and you just be like okay well yeah and even then with the friendship with the super sons reunion that they had where john's like 17 and damien's still 13 it was just weird <laughs> it looked really yeah, odd it was really weird <laughs> having like this <laughs> 13 bizarre. year old to run around with like this practically adult man <laughs> that isn't yeah. batman or anything being like hey we're best friends like it's eh, a little weird so I feel like Bendis is starting to regret it. If you guys read his recent Superman issue from, like, two weeks ago when he talks to Dr. Fate about how, like, he really hates what he did, letting John go to the Legion and letting John go with his father, everything. It's a lot of regret coming from Superman, which, in the end, is coming from Bendis' words. So, maybe they're going to wreck on it. <laughs> at least Tom Taylor is doing right by us with Deceased and, and having that friendship. Yeah, exist. keeping that friendship going for sure. Yeah, even though it's an Elseworld, but still. Yeah, yeah that's all we have at this point. Next bit of news. <laughs> after that, going on to Marvel news, Amazing Spider-Man issue fifty will be Patrick Gleason's return to the art on the book. He joined the book at issue twenty-five, I think. I could be wrong about that. And he did one arc, but he hasn't returned since. Patrick Gleason, being a huge Superman and Batman and Son, Batman and Robin artist. Sorry moved to marvel to go on spider-man and he hasn't done much but he's returning to issue 50 on issue 50 will be the start of a new arc revolving doctor strange so thank god gleason's returning i, I love the current art of spider-man how it's the guy who did the invincible series but gleason's art so good it's so nice so yeah anything yeah you Gle gleason's like mad like like as sad as I was to lose him on Young Justice, his Spidey art like more than made up for it. So mm. he actually did the free comic day issue. I don't know if you guys got that um, for Spider Man. I just got it this past week, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's his art's 
spectacular oh, for Spider-Man. I did not, not get to that. use a pun. <laughs> nice. Yeah, spectacular. Right, I would say right, he's a, a little bent on purpose. <laughs> I would say his art is amazing and superior if you ask I, me, but that's just and, and and it it is the ultimate art for Spider-Man. <laughs> 2099. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I was a little. <laughs> I tried. Um, going on. He, he, he put in the effort. He, you know, yeah. he, he got the right idea. I was going to say ultimate, but then you said ultimate, so I was like, damn it. What, uh, uh, 2099. <laughs> Hunter's just slowly losing his mind trying his, to fit into the, <laughs> the naming looks convention. looks like it's from 2099. I don't know. <laughs> uh going on october is the release of the black widow movie which might not happen but we're hoping it does uh within that marvel is releasing 10 black widow one shots a black widow teaming up with characters such as spider-man caps america iron man and even some characters from the movie like yvelta i think she's called but uh there's gonna be 10 they're gonna be called true believer black widows and there's gonna be 10 of them they're all gonna be coming out all in october separate days well, it's 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 a very marvel thing to do i feel like this is something that's mm-hmm. kind of normal like where it's either when a movie's coming out they'll do a variant with every and dc does this too now which i i, I don't know i find it frustrating it'll be like a variant where uh like uh the black widow movie's coming out so black widow will appear on every single marvel cover that week so it'll be like uh the the immortal hulk and then all of a sudden black widow's on a variant and you're like uh what and then but it's just marvel you doing their thing I would be more frustrated if I was a retailer because I was like, who wants to order this crap for covers? You know, like, I don't want to find them in a shop. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, Black Widow fans, I guess. Um, and then the last bit of news for solicitations and stuff is Daredevil issue 23 will be a start of another new arc featuring a Spider-Man and Daredevil team up, which is interesting seeing what happened with Spidey this yeah. week's Daredevil issue. Which I we'll am ready. To. My body is ready. Chip Zdarsky writing both of them. I am ready. Take my money. <laughs> there are some interesting things going on with this series because we'll get to it when we talk about the issue. But that tease for the next issue at the end of at the end of this one, I was like, "What are they? What is happening?" And now he's teaming up with Spider Man, and I'm like, L- "What is listen, going on?" Listen, and, and we'll talk about this later. Chip Zdarsky might write the most, you know adult version of peter parker the most like mature version mm-hmm. of peter parker the version of peter parker that i envisioned in my head for marvel comics you know like in a constant thing i'm for it i'm here for it let's let's yep. do it and the, the cover is beautiful I really, it, shows, I just, it shows matt and peter both oh, on the a rooftop cover, i mean listen, I, I, they better win eisner for daredevil for the covers i mean they better win a few eisners but the cover one specifically <laughs> their covers are unbeaten yeah. For the sure. covers are worth buying the comics for. Like, oh, for sure, they're worth just to frame them and put them up on the wall. And that I'm even talking with Australian pricing, where single issues can be like seven to eight dollars. Oh <laughs> God, you're worse than oh, yeah. yeah, you're worse than Canada. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it sucks down here. <laughs> <laughs> down under. Uh, even then, when I was in Australia in February, I tried looking for a comic store, and they're like hard to find. <laughs> There's they are very lot. few and far between. Yeah, all, I walked through all of Sydney. I can't find one. But yeah, there's not too many. Uh, well, I guess that's it for the news. So going on to the comics, I guess we could talk about this week's Daredevil to start off, issue 21. Yes, uh, Daredevil was an amazing issue. Oh, um, before you continue, yeah. actually, we haven't done this in a while. This is my first time I'm remembering it. What is your cover, cover of, of the week? week? And what I is your... knew it! Yeah. Yes! 
Everyone is right, first of all, the week. Pick I was legitimately going to remind pick. you guys. <laughs> asking me what my pick of the week and asking me my, what my cover of the week is I, basically a moot question when Daredevil comes a, out because you yeah. know the answer to both. It's Daredevil. When, when this cover got released online, I, I was amazed just how good it looks. I mean, that back to the suit. Oh, God, it's so good. The red suit, the, the oh. modernized red suit. He has a bit more of loose yeah. pants going on. Let's see. I, I love I love the loose kind of design and I love the uh, the ribbons around the hands and ever it just mm-hmm. looks so cool. Just flowing yeah. through the Such wind. Such a great design. On top of a church. That's probably my cover of the week and pick of the week. If not, yeah. my cover and pick will both go to Batman ninety five. I think George Gymnas or Jorge Gymnas, sorry, draws a really good Joker. So between those two. What about you, Harper? I liked I liked the simplicity of the the Fantastic Four X Men cover. I don't know why, it's, but it, it's good. All all the covers have been good for that. Oh one. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's just Franklin, Kitty, and Doom just just standing there. Simplistic, but it's really good. I'm guessing your pick of the week is Daredevil. Yeah, no, I like it a lot. Pick of the week, Daredevil. Then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I really I really wanted I wanted to give it to Justice League Dark just because it's underrated, but I I, I couldn't bring myself to do it because. Whenever anything else comes out and Daredevil is out the same week, it's automatically Daredevil and then a struggle for anything else to try and compete. Yeah, that's fair for sure. I, listen, I, I don't blame you. I'm here with you. Um, so Daredevil, I mean, I, like, you know, usually when we talk about books, I mean, obviously you listen to the podcast, Harper. When, when we talk about books, I try to touch on the highlights. It's hard to do that when all 22 pages are the highlights, you know? Like, this is... <laughs> is so good you know there's so much that works in this issue i thought kingpin was written absolutely perfectly like every single scene with kingpin like he he just takes away like like he he steals the spotlight you know and Mm -hmm. and i really love the way that zadarsky writes wesley i i i feel like he's setting something up for wesley at some point whether it's a being taken away from kingpin or being killed or something because he's made wesley into a sort of like a crutch for kingpin of Kingpin, like a moral so compass almost. Uh, and, and, Ooh, yeah. Well, definitely a moral compass, which I could see sending Kingpin back down to villainry. But, you know, it, it seems like he's setting up Wesley for something because, like, it, it'll be something, you know, it, it seems like every issue Wesley is kind of sweeping up the dust after Kingpin goes by, you know, like he's kind of there for him. And, and, and I really like the relationship they have through Zdarsky's run. And then, um, and then the other relationship, of course, is uh, the detective and Daredevil. I thought, you know, they're great together. Oh, um, th- th- them in the car together was really good. Um, and, and then, and, and, like, I don't know. It's like a whole book of relationships because then there's also with Spider-Man when he shows up. I mean, I, I literally, like, gasped when Spider-Man show up, sh- uh, showed up because I don't I don't read the solicitations for Marvel. I, I Since Daredevil is my main book at Marvel, I decide – I'd rather be surprised with what's going to happen. You know, DC, I got to dissect every solicitation. But with, with Daredevil, I'm like, I don't want to know a thing. I want to be surprised by the book. So I didn't know he was coming in this issue. So when he popped up, I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, and the art was so good for it, too. And the writing. Oh, yeah. God, I'm, I'm talking to He looks menacing. And that, and that's that's what I love about uh, the anytime Spider-Man appears in this series, that he just looks so menacing. For some reason, he reminded me of the new Invisible Man movie, where he's just this presence in this mask and he's just standing there oh, and you feel intimidated because yeah. we're so used to uh, we're, we're so used to at the moment like how spider-man has been portrayed in in media because they want to bring him back to being young and being 
Hey, Mr. Stark. Hey, guys, what's going on? Because that's what the movies are doing. Oh, so they want really to try and good. make him younger. And I love that comics are just not not doing that and continuing on in the fact that Peter is an adult and comics like Daredevil are showing that he is intimidated. Like, if I saw that Spider-Man in an alley, I would be terrified. I would be just as scared as if it was Batman or Daredevil or someone who's known for their intimidation factor. Their fear, yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. Just the white eyes kind of slanted in the darkness kind of just reminds you Ooh, of Batman, yeah. too. Because it's just all shadow, and, but you and see And Matt, like, eyes. preparing, like him preparing to to fight and he's like i'm ready and he's listening to to peter's body and like the changes that are happening that that sounds really weird <laughs> but no, like, no, no, but can, it, it totally makes sense in context he, he, yeah he can he can like he's like oh I, I know if he's gonna make a move or not and then and then spider-man's <laughs> just like all right well if you're lying to me i'll be back and it's like oh damn well, well and, and, and i gotta say i kind of i kind of love the way zdarsky writes this because he he steers clear of both cliches of Heroes meeting up and just being buddy buddy, you know everything's great. Or heroes meeting up and like hating each other. He's able mm-hmm. to make them kind of have like a friendly rivalry with the their stakes here, and you know I'm watching you. Like the, the way he writes it, it literally feels like a drama TV show, and it's it's done so well. Like it's really done to a T. And you know seeing uh, Matt back in the suit is really good. And even for a few pages where he's just kind of going through the city, like I, I really felt oh, myself bumps where like, you know, he's just going through the city again. Like it really feels like just classic daredevil again, but where the issue ultimately ends up is with him returning to prison. Now my worry, which shouldn't really be a worry, but my worry is that the hero going to prison story has just been done so much. It's been overdone. Now I'm, I'm worried about, you know, being cliche but at the same time, Zdarsky was able to pull off the I'm no longer Daredevil. You know, that, that's a that's a very cliche story of I'm no longer the hero. I don't wear the suit anymore to a T, right? It ended up being great. So I, yeah. I do trust him to do it. But I, I do get kind of nervous with the hero going to, to prison. You know, like it just happened in Captain America and it lasted like what? An it issue? Was, it was two you issues. Know? Here's, yeah. the, <laughs> here's the thing, though, is that is that when, when Brubaker first started on Daredevil right after uh, this is going to be spoilers for. for does Do anyone it. care about spoilers for Brubaker's Daredevil? Do it. <laughs> oh, I, I read it, so we're good. Hunter, yeah. no, just say it. Say it all. <laughs> all right, cool. Um, it starts with Matt in prison, and that first that first arc is Matt in prison, the Devil of Cell Block D, um, and it's him like teaming up with the Punisher in prison. So if Matt is going back to prison in this, I feel like it's the opportunity for the series to either do it differently and and show a different angle because i can i trust that zadarsky can do a similar idea but in a totally different way or we're going to be reading and going i've i've read this before like tone wise setting wise <laughs> character wise though, devil and Selbach d is one of the greatest modern daredevil stories in my it absolutely opinion. is absolutely so is, it's yep. I, I heard someone, I don't know if it was Comic Boy. Um, it was, yeah. I, it was. Right, he said it's the best story since Born Again, and yeah. he's 100% right. Um, you know, so I, I, I there, there is some nervousness, but like I've said before, Zdarsky hasn't let us down yet, so I do trust him. You know, I, I trust him to get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got to say, when, when Matt shows his face, um, when, when the guy wants to know who he is under the mask, the art in those three panels, like I love the way they did the paneling there, but just showing like his face, oh my god, so good. That, I didn't expect for some that reason too. every time, he, every time I see his face in this series, just the way he's drawn reminds me of Kurt Cobain. 
and Nirvana <laughs> has always been one of my favorite bands. So it's every time I see them, I'm like, yeah, there's there's Kurt Cobain if he was Daredevil. Also, did you catch that line about the guy saying how, oh, well, now that you know we can have superheroes come to court and testify? Do you guys know how that began? That was uh, wasn't it the last Daredevil run, Souls run, or? Yeah, in in, yeah. in Souls Run, yeah, that was that was Daredevil's entire thing is that to in order to get people to testify against Kingpin to get him kicked out as mayor, he he went through the process of being able to get heroes to testify in court but still keep their identities. And I thought that was such a cool bit of like consistent continuity for Zadarsky to bring that up but not make a big deal out of it because like yeah. the dude who's telling it to Daredevil, Daredevil standing there like in his mind, he must just be like, yeah, that was that was me, I did that. But it's never addressed even more than that. It's just the one line. Oh yeah, superheroes can testify in court now. I thought that was so cool. Yeah, it's good and, for and, continuity. And, and, and now I said, now you know, I, and you know, I said, you know, after twenty-two issues of perfection, like it's hard to pick something. Even the after the twenty-two pages, that tease of the next oh, cover. Because uh, I told you, I don't check the solicitations. Holy crap! When I saw <laughs> that next cover with the, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, it's Iron Man with like the Daredevil horns. I was like, my jaw dropped. I was like, holy crap, what's going on? Is Tony coming <laughs> in? You, you yeah. know what I'm like with... Yeah, like... Ed, comic Ed, you're, boy... a big, you're a big Iron Man fan, right, Harper? I mean, tell I... me about it. <laughs> co co comic Boy and I have, like, a running joke at the moment where we're, like, divorced parents of Tony Stark where I take <laughs> care of him on the during the week and he has him on the weekends. Like, we're the two Tony Stark defenders. Yeah, man, seeing that, I'm just like, what are they... Do like, obviously... De like Iron Man's not going to take over as Daredevil. No, like no. it's it's clearly just a cover to look cool. But to see, like you know, you guys know that my top three favorite characters since I was a kid were Daredevil, Iron Man, and the Flash. Mainly Wally West, but you know, the Flash in general. Mm -hmm. Seeing Daredevil and Iron Man come together, like I mean, the only time you really ever see that was like Superior Iron Man, and that was cool. But that was when Tony was being a prick because of all the Axis stuff. So to see them actually talk and interact like while they're themselves, like I don't, I'm so hyped for that. Zadarsky writing Tony Stark, like the way he writes the guilt and the seriousness of Matt, I'd love to see that for Tony because I don't want to see him come in and be like, "Hey guys, it's me, it's Tony Stark. I'm I'm like Robert Downey Jr. but way more annoying. Like don't write him like that because that's not the character." People took the wrong idea with Tony, like with with Iron Man in the movies, he's. He's basically Iron Man from the comics, but they've given him a bit more of enthusiasm and a bit, a few more quips. Like it's a natural extension of what that character already is. Right. But I feel like characters, uh, characters, writers like Dan Slott kind of took the wrong idea from that. And they were like, let's just make him like real goofy. And I'm like, he's not goofy. Like, don't write him like that. He's more stoic and, and sarcastic. He's almost like Wally from the nineties. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, I, I'm tangent, gonna, sorry. Like, yeah, no, 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 you're good. I, I like to hear it. Um, to me, the issue is a ten out of ten. I'm sure the same goes for both of you. I mean, it was just it was such a spectacular issue, and I'm like, like you know, some some comics I think are struggling with the, you know, loss of time between COVID, where you have a big jump between issues. I mean, it feels like Daredevil didn't skip a beat. You know, it's like the hype's still here. On to the next one. Exactly. If 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 you're listening to this podcast and somehow still not reading this book. What are you waiting? You're a for? fool. Get on. It. <laughs> <laughs> you have it's the best comic. If, if you are meeting right now, comic. you have 20, 20 what is it? 20 20, 20 20 21 straight issues right now that you could read. 
it is amazing. I can only imagine how it reads in trade. There's three trades out. Go read it. I mean, if, yeah, if you're I, waiting, go I read, read the it. first seven issues in a row, and I when I got to the end, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> issue eight isn't out yet. Yeah. What do I do? That, that, that was like that, that was like my biggest achievement on a hero story was when I was like, Hunter, you need to read Daredevil. I was like, please, whatever you do, you know, I make a lot of recommendations for comic stuff. This is the one to take most seriously. And I was like, oh, seriously, well, I, watching I, I kinda just read Marvel and trade. So I'll, I'll try. And now, boom, I, I start Spider-Man because of that. And I, it's so good. Watching Hunter's like journey with Daredevil has been so cool for me because <laughs> I love watching like I love watching movies and TV shows with people to like live like vicariously through their reactions like i see how they react to something and i go oh yeah i lived that like you're kind of reliving it mm. watching hunters like journey is like watching me like back in 2013 when i was reading uh mark wade's daredevil and like getting into the character in comics and i'm watching hunter happen it's like watching a beautiful flower blossom or something it's like <laughs> so beautiful i'm like oh he's going down the rabbit hole his life's gonna be consumed i am oh, yeah yeah for those listening that don't know i decided to, like i'm gonna read every freaking daredevil book ever <laughs> so yeah i'm gonna buy them too me. like i'm gonna actually physically buy them too so i got like stan lee's entire run then i got uh miller's entire run smith's single run uh sales then bendis's and i'm just working my way up to zadarsky which i'm already caught up on of course but man daredevil's really good <laughs> and this issue is really good and i was just gonna say real quick i feel like daredevil won't go to prison i know we were just all talking about oh he's gonna be in prison will this be the same story i feel like he won't and i think judging by the next issue with iron man appearing i feel like maybe they'll have something like daredevil's going to prison on tv or something tony sees that and somehow tony gets him out legally of course i don't think daredevil's gonna want to escape and be a criminal but i think some, that would be awesome. something with iron man paying off his crime yeah you're you're, you're making harper's dream here if tony starts yeah. written well and saves daredevil yeah don't, tony, don't tempt harper don't don't ruin his dreams if this doesn't come true tony stark saves matthew murdoch <laughs> oh man like that that to me is like when people talk about the the next Tom Holland Spider-Man movie, and they're like, they should get Charlie Cox to to Charlie Cox's Daredevil to be, you know, Peter's lawyer. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds cool. I I doubt they'll do that. And now you're talking about <laughs> Iron Man saving Daredevil after like the last time they met, where they were enemies in Superior Iron Man. And I'm just like, nerding so much right now. I'm like <laughs> so excited because like it's gonna be one of those things where we're talking and you get so excited and hyped about the idea, and then it comes out and you go. Oh, they have like one page together and that's it. <laughs> You'll make like, a oh, cameo man. in the oh, background man. or something. Yeah, <laughs> great. Do you guys know? Yeah, no, it'll be Dan Slot's Iron Man. <laughs> no, um, I, I think in just a month. Yeah, Probably. I mean, this, this book is weird where it's like 18 issues a year, so it'll occasionally have a kind of like a double ship, but it's it's fewer and far between but uh yeah oh, and the no. annual the annual's coming out like relatively oh, soon as I'm well so isn't it so ready for the annual all oh, that yeah. cover yeah yep. when is that coming one out, more though? day oh okay so oh i thought that, oh, okay i thought the that was an, next month the annual will be next month because i just looked up daredevil issue 22 yeah. unfortunately comes up september 23rd so it's gonna be a while before, uh, day before my birthday but oh uh, but the annual uh, should be Coming out soon? I, I don't know. Um, oh, August 26th. August 26th for the annual. So I guess next month we have the annual. A bit of a break. And then we get into Daredevil again. 
That's a week. That's a week after my birthday, August the thirteenth. We're getting to, we're getting some nice Daredevil birthday gifts. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, yeah. To jump back on JD's thing about Wesley, I don't know if this is what Zadarsky is actually inspired from, but I feel like it's heavy inspiration from the TV show where Wesley is like the the rock for Kingpin, and then as soon as Wesley is is killed, that's when he's like completely lost it. He's but, but I, animalistic. I, he's unchained. But I think Chip could be building to that, and I think it would be brilliant because I think yeah. the way he's been able to do shock and awe has been really good. It, it hasn't been used for like you know like how can I surprise you this time? You know, it, it's really been like genuine, and I and I think he's just been building him in the background like kind of enough that we're like not fully noticing him. You know, he's kind of just like happening at the same time as everything. Mm. But mm. I think it's building to something bigger, and I'm excited for it. I'm ready for it. I'm here for it. It's gonna happen. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess yeah. that's um, Daredevil. Um, so, yeah, so uh, Flash this week. Um, uh, my my main thing here is uh, wow, Christian Deuce's art. I mean, I say it every time, but I really love his art. I think, you know, um, if, if anything happens from Williamson's run that stays, I, I really want to see him on art in the future because I, the way he draws is just so clean. Uh, like certain things too, like hair. The way he makes like Avery's hair yeah. look so cool. I don't know. It's like. I'm a sucker for those kind of things. I even think the way he draws Eobard in this issue is really cool. Um, when he sneaks up behind Trickster, like I was like, oh man, that, like I could picture that happening in live action. Oh, that yeah, reminded just me so shadows. much of the Flashpoint Paradox movie. You know oh, the opening yeah. of the Flashpoint Paradox movie where he's working yeah. with the rogues? Yeah, that, that I don't know, it just reminded me of that. Do you guys remember I did that interview with uh, Alvaro, the dude who does the Justice League Dark art? Yep. Yeah. I told Christian Deuce about that, and he said when he's free, he's going to do an interview like that with me. And I'm so oh, that's that's fantastic, Ooh. Christian. Yeah, Christian he's great. I've I, I've such a cool guy on Instagram. He's he's very nice. He's very kind. Uh, yeah, he's. I, I'd be curious to see uh, to see what he has to say to you because yeah, he's uh, he's really got a clean style, and I, I like how he's kind of come out of nowhere. Like Josh even talked about like how. Uh, Williamson talked about how they kind of just used him as like a filler issue one time and they really liked his stuff so he stayed on like I, I love stories like that yeah. Is, yeah. Um, as for the issue itself um, the ending definitely caught me by surprise I forgot this was happening like I, I remember reading this <laughs> in solicitations but I, I just completely like blocked it out of my mind I, but I do like the return of Barry Allen nods were there? oh Did yeah you? yeah when he talks to- yeah yeah he says he- um where was it? He uh, talks about how he came back and he yeah, tried to the, be the, the Flash, yeah, the exact, but he wasn't really Barry. Is, uh, you know, a lifetime ago, I came back from the 25th century and I tried to be the Flash. I wore his face and tried to run in his shoes. Your presence was still felt even though you were dead. It was impossible to replace yeah. the legend of a dead man. Which, when him saying replace the legend of a dead man, all I could picture was Wally slapping him with that big splash page where it's like, you're no Barry Allen. And I you're got no that, Barry like, Allen. Else. I... The second best Flash story ever written. Yeah, correct, yeah, yeah. correct, Harper, correct. I'm shocked I didn't catch that for the Return of Barry Allen reference. I, I, I mean, what Williamson told us, and he's like, he's like, you guys are gonna catch things that like, you know, the average Flash fan may not like. It's you know, for those of you who are like those deep Flash fans, and I think that's one of them because I right away I was like, boom, Return of Barry Allen. I was like, awesome. Oops. <laughs> I didn't just... guess. Can we just point out that this is another issue where they have to like force Barry to f- find a reason to get rid of Avery and Wallace from the story? I I, I noticed the like, same thing. Like, like clearly every time, like, hey, we want you. You know, 
just get him out of the way. But like every time, it's like, all right, I'm gonna send you off to this. <laughs> Have fun camping. Yeah, he's like, oh well, well, Eobard would would come for you guys first, so I'm I'm just gonna ship you guys off, get out of here. And I'm like, god damn, they. They underuse those characters so much that I wonder why do you even have them in the run? It almost yeah. feels like it, like like DC editorials, like you've got to have these characters. And Williamson's like, I just want to write my goddamn story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah. They always kind of feel like side characters. I mean, I think in Finish Line they'll play a bigger role, but um, yeah. But but anyway, the the ending of this issue with um, Ebard kind of becoming Barry, a little comic booky but honestly Very. i think you know it could be interesting um i, uh, I just jd jd yes i just want to point out it's not eobard it's uncle eobard uncle eobard <laughs> there's, there's not a lot of flack online from that line where the tornado twins yeah. call him uncle eobard and uh it's yeah so it's, weird. it's not you know it's 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 a little odd but I, either way, um, it honestly, becoming, didn't bother me that much. It, it also, it also didn't bother me that much. I mean, I saw it and I was like, okay, you know, I would have just said Eobard, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but I saw everyone online was making a big fuss about it, which was cracking me up. But, but anyway, when when he becomes the Flash, I was like, you know, I just read Mercury Falling, which is the Impulse story about. It's essentially Impulse's return to Barry Allen with inertia posing as Bart Allen, which is brilliantly done, and the reveal is so cool. So I'm like, all right, you know what, the hero, the villain posing as the hero sometimes can be really awesome and i could even see eobard as barry linking up with avery and wallace and lulling them into the false sense of safety and then you know doing eobard things like i I really do think we could see some you know return of barry allen type moments uh where the guy who's posing as barry allen is doing some strange things that makes the heroes go wait like hey wait a minute like why is Barry you worried me so much then. You you freaked me out because I thought you were about to say, yeah, I think we might see Eobard in Barry's body hook up with Iris. And I was I, like, dude, that is so <laughs> creepy. That is the creepiest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. It was me, Barry. <laughs> it was me. I'm the I'm the father of your kids, Barry. <laughs> oh, he's not he's daddy Eobard, not uncle Eobard. Daddy Eobard. Oh it was me. no. Uh, I, I can't oh, wait to hear horrible. someone someone out of context uh, clip me saying Daddy Eobard and seeing <laughs> that on Instagram DM one day. Here's <laughs> a real clean one. Daddy Eobard. Oh, with the one. ASMR voice. Too. Right. That was great. Um, <laughs> Can and, we point out that the way, Barry's dad is in this issue? Yeah, oh, I yeah, didn't that, know who that, that was, was at first. <laughs> When, when he was talking to him, I swear to God, I was like, wait, is that Jay? Are they I was going to say different? that. I, I totally thought it was Jay at first. I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> I was like, I was like, it kind of looks like Jay in a way, like like kind of like a pre-52 Jay, like kind of a younger Jay. And I'm like, okay, that's no, cool. Like, you know, I guess they're talking to speed metal, but uh, it's just Daddy yeah, it's Allen. Just, uh, it's Daddy. It seems kind of weird that they brought him in. I, I feel like they're setting him up. That I, I caught that Harper. Uh, I feel like they're setting him up for death, though. Like that was Hunter. That wasn't him. me. Yeah. Oh, that was Hunter. Hey, that was Hunter. Credit, no credit where credit due. That was Hunter. He just he quietly just went, Daddy Allen. Oh God, this is this is this, this is a hero story after hours. Um, this is, the this is chaos. Yeah, this is absolute chaos. Anyway, I, I think they're setting up Henry for death because I, I don't see a reason why you would introduce him into the story after ninety plus issues. Like, wh- why else would you bring him in? Oh God, it's so generic. No, yeah, I think I... Ebard's gonna kill him in, in in Barry's body, probably. Oh God, that's messed up. Damn. It was me, Barry. 
Uh, Did you remember? I killed your that father. That would be kind of... That, that's really dark. Yeah, no, nah, I, I really like that moment with his dad, so I, I, I hope they don't go that way, because it'd be so generic, like, oh, look, it's Barry's dad, we haven't seen him in ages, let's just bring him back to kill him, and let's make it another Eobard plot. Like, just leave it alone. Like, Eobard has done so much. Stop micromanaging every single thing to the even killing his dad because then we'll have to deal with every issue of the flash in the future being like Eobard killed my parents and it's like he's yeah. not the joe chill of of, of the, flash, the flash you know what i mean yeah. it's it's totally different so i don't know it's just so strange to me yeah, yeah i think um, that's the direction they go if barry's dad was going to die i think i would rather it be by someone else than eobard because you're right it is like the joe chill except if joe chill had super speed and ruined more so than just a, one, a single yellow. day. <laughs> it was me, Batman. <laughs> Do you remember that night after the movie when you wet your pants? It was me, Bruce. <laughs> if Joe Chill has super speed, hire us, DC. This episode is... So, so chaotic. Oh my it's, god! You, know, you know what it is, it, it, Harper. You bring it out of us because this is, you know, this is how our DMs have been when you're sending me videos of being hyped about a hero story. I'm like, yeah, yeah it is. We need. <laughs> there's also like a two, like well, not even two. There's like a like a half second delay on everyone. So I'll just rush into a sentence, and then someone else will be talking, and I'm like, shit, do I stay or do I go or what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> I, just rolling with I, I, I it a lot of times. Um, <laughs> okay, what about the ending of this issue? Oh, man. Max Mercury. Well, Jason well, that's what Quick. I was going to say. The ending was interesting. The art is very similar to, of course, when we saw the Wally corpse. Remember that? Um, like thirty or forty issues ago. Now it was like right mm. when Heroes in Crisis was happening. We saw like the Wally pop out of the mirror. Now I think there's oh, a different yeah. scenario because this was actually in the Speed Force, but. Um, Max and Jesse, you you, uh, you had my attention, but now you have my interest. <laughs> I kind of wish we they, didn't know they that they were so returning. They look so weird, though. Yeah, they're like zombie. Yeah, things. I mean, we, yeah, we, we knew it was coming for a while, so it's not like it was anything crazy, but yeah. If we didn't know this was coming I love the page, oh my god, I would have popped up. I love Max Mercury. I think he's one of the best speedsters, so it's really cool that he's returning. This, this is a fact, I love Max that Barry's... Really. I love that Barry's suit looks like the suit that Wally had when he when he went into the time stream in Flash Issue Zero by Mark oh, Wade. Oh yeah, and he revisits. Uh, a fl- it's like, a it's flash, like the same a Flash Zero reference on the podcast. You you have my applause. <laughs> well, in the end, it's, it's just it like a red morph suit. The best. <laughs> I I would say it's the best single issue of the Flash. Uh, just as one story, it's, it's the best flash issue. single issue of all time. But go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 there you go. That and is it issue ninety one where he freezes time, um, and he's trying to save everyone around the town. Yep. And Ma- Max is like leading him around, and he's like, "What about the people that are in this car?" And Wally's like, "Oh my god, they're already dead." And he's like, "Well, where were you?" And he was like, "I was trying to save the people in the helicopter." And he was like, "Well, you couldn't have been here." So, what does that tell you? And Wally's like, "I can't save everyone." That's so it's good. A, it's an all time great issue. Yeah, that that's so yeah. good. So, so good. Wade's a god. Yeah, he is. What do you rate the issue out of ten? Uh, I like this one. It's it's like an eight out of ten for me. I, I enjoyed it. I'm excited to see where it goes, but I'm kind of hoping they don't kill off Henry in a cliche way. But we'll see. Yeah, I would say eight as well. Same reasoning. I'd probably say I'd probably say 
seven. Honestly, I don't. It's a it's a good issue, but it really is one of those prologue to a big event issues. Yeah, oh, for sure. No, you're right. For sure. And uh, yeah, I, I like the idea of Eobard being like going into Barry's body, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't, it just feels like something from the TV show for some reason. Did that happen? I don't remember. Well, I mean, the in oh, I just dropped my mouse. <laughs> in the newest <laughs> season of the show, Eobard was like possessing another Wells. Like you know how he's always possessing people yeah. in that bloody show. Yeah. Um, but I, he's never possessed Barry. I don't, for some reason, it just felt like that, where he's like, "Oh, I vibrate into your body, and I'm gonna be you. I'm gonna be inside of you." <laughs> oh man uh, Harper was just waiting for a reaction geez. out of one of us it was me when I was inside of you oh, I, I, wasn't even, I wasn't even thinking that I was thinking more of the, the podcast with Michael Rosenbaum, Michael Rosenbaum. Well, that's what I thought was at first I, I was going to break into the Michael Rosenbaum song but uh, of course <laughs> that's not what this podcast is about uh, now Batman 95 that's a good segue Batman 95 <laughs> what a uh, what, what a comic um, Joker first of all gotta say I love the Alfred flashback yeah so right off the bat we do have uh, an oh yeah to the man who laughs that is, this is one of the first Batman stories ever the man who laughs, I think it's called, or the man who smiles, something like that. The Batman who LMAOs. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh God, I, I I gotta say the the Joker in the uh, in the movie theater was so creepy, like it, yeah. it felt like almost animated to me when I was reading it. Like I could picture Hamill reading it, and I could hear, it. I could I could picture like the nervous voice of the guy, like like the, sh- the show, your friends, the the ones that are laughing, like it was. It was creepy. Like, honestly, it had, like, that kind of creep vibe to me. Yeah, and then you look... Oh, it's such a cool idea. So, for those who don't know, they, Joker is at the movie theater that uh, showed Zorro before Joe Chill kind of, you know, it was me, Bruce, to Bruce's parents. But <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a joke now. But uh, basically, he's talking to the guy who, guess, owns the theater the whole time, being like, oh, I want to show the show, and the theater's empty right now, blah, blah, blah. And then... But you hear laughter the whole time. There's little triple, like trinkets of ha 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 around the pages, and eventually we find out that the theaters are actually packed with people all jokerized, all laughing, pale, eyes wide, mouths bleeding, stuff like that, which is really, really well done. Like it was, it felt like a horror comic, which we don't see often yeah. in superhero comics. So, really well done for both the art and the ri- and the writing. But yeah, go on. <laughs> Uh, well, well, all, all I really have to say about this issue is that it was, you know, it was definitely creepy for that scene, and uh, the reveal of the blue suit was cool. I'm curious how it's actually going to look on Batman, but I'm I'm excited to see it in action. I mean, it's 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 an interesting suit. It reminds me of a toy Batman I had as a kid, who had like a different suit like that. It, it wasn't blue like that, but it was kind of like shiny like that. So, so it gave me like childhood nostalgia that I didn't know I still had. <laughs> yeah, it, it does me- definitely feel like a. A, a variant suit figure. in like an Arkham game or a or an action figure, yeah. Yeah, it does. I I love the origin of it though. How Lucius didn't make it, Bruce didn't make it, Alfred did, but Alfred couldn't show him because he passed away. So I do like that. It looks like Bruce is gonna wear this in like honor of Alfred. A lot of Alfred callbacks to this too. Makes me kind of feel hopeful that maybe we'll have him come back. I hope. Hopefully not in a cheesy way. Even Dude, with the ending. I'm- I'm not going to say the name of the website because I don't want to give attention to like clickbaity articles. But I immediately after this issue saw an article that was like, 
is did did Batman just bring spoiler back? And they were just talking about that last line where he's been infected with like the laughing gas, fear, uh, toxin, and the Bane's what, what the Bane's venom. Venom. Um, and and then he starts like crawling towards like the Batwing that's in the sky, and he hears Alfred's voice, and they were like, "Is Alfred back?" And I'm like, "No, he's he's clearly infected." Like. Well, well, yeah. clearly just well, hearing well you know they need their clicks, so they got to, uh, you know, say that. But, yeah. Yeah. All in all, I, though. Yeah, I, I would, if he was actually back, it would be so random. <laughs> I am really liking Joker War. It's an arc that I've actually been pretty excited for, and mostly because of art. But in general, this feels like a massive Batman story. That could go, by the time it's over, it could go down to, like, top ten Batman stories ever. Maybe. I know that's difficult. I... I, I I don't know about that one. <laughs> I've just been I spent four years with Tom King, okay? <laughs> and Joker War is like the first time where I feel like so much hope for Batman. Fair, fair. very so fair. <laughs> that, maybe that's why. But I, I really like this first issue. I love how they're developing the guy in the red suit. I don't know his name. He's always talking about like my client, my client, stuff like that. I think his design's really cool, and I. Please be good. I mean, Nightwing's Nightwing's returning oh. in this. The whole Bat family is going to be involved. I just have so much hope. Please be good. Good start so far, though. Yeah, the punchline stuff was interesting. I, I think that's a character that's taken off purely because of design and not really writing. <laughs> yeah. Like you guys read that you you read the Joker like um the the Joker anniversary issue. Her yeah. origin in that. I, I love. I love. We don't know how that's it. We were just talking earlier about how we don't know how to pronounce his name. Tinian or or Tynan Tynan. or whatever, however we pronounce <laughs> yeah. it. I say Tinian, but I know I'm wrong. Um, it, it, I love him, but like that that origin was so weird and try hard and edgy where it was just like was society edgy. doesn't get me. You like you like want me to be one way and you're talking in my ear about how I should be. But like I'm choosing my own way. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> we live in a society. Kind of thing. We do, in fact, live in a society. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Punchline yeah, has been kind of as, as for, mm. yeah. Um, as for Joker War, you know, um, we'll, we'll see how it ends up. I mean, I was kind of against the story just as a whole because I don't know. It just it feels like a, I don't know, like the Batman event that you'd expect, you know, like I, when it comes to events, I kind of expect, you know, I, I don't even know how to phrase this. Like it's, I'm having trouble getting the words out. No, but I could tell. Joe Gordon <laughs> seems a little shady to me, I guess. Yeah, I know. I know. It's sometimes yeah. I start, I, I Michael Scotted that sentence. I just hope I find it along the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Joker War feels like a, a story, a massive story that was supposed to be built up over like an entire run, but wasn't because Kings got like cut short. Like, yeah, it, it's almost like it was supposed to be the end of, of Tinian's like 40 or 50 issue run. And now it's like, this is the big ultimate Batman story. That's going to stand up there with like the killing joke and death in and death of the family. But yeah, we haven't really built it. Like his entire run has just been this. Or leading yeah. to this, yeah. No, no, I, I I agree. It does feel like it should have like that. Like this should be like the end cap of you know like some big uh, run, and it's 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 kind of placed early in his run. But we'll 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 see how it ends up. I mean, the first issue, you know, has me somewhat excited for something. So we'll see. Um, now now a comic that is wrapping up 
you know, this uh, past week was X-Men Fantastic Four number four. Uh, I, I felt this was a very satisfying ending to the book. This ending was insane. First off, this was such yeah. a good ending. This this was hype. The, like, oh my god. Yeah. I, I mean, the highlight of the issue to me is probably the Charles moment at the end with Reed Richards. Yeah. Like that kind of gave me chills. I was like, holy crap. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that was Charles. Like, like I, when he removed the mask, I was like, oh snap. <laughs> Shit's going down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, th- you guys know that I think most of the comics we're talking about from now on are, are series that I haven't been, like, reading. So I've just jumped on for these issues for the podcast. But this one, I, I guess I didn't realize it was the final issue. But it worked so well. And, 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 yeah, I don't know, just seeing the whole Franklin stuff with Doom and then him, like, unleashing his powers and trying to explore them. And then the whole, like mutant gene thing that reed had going on and charles just confronting him and being like i've erased it from your mind you can roll in bed trying to fall asleep at night thinking about it but you'll you'll never remember it ever again and then at the end you just see like his notes fading so well done and by the way him saying i could also erase i could also erase me erasing it from your mind but i want this to serve as like a memory i was like Holy damn! Crap. That <laughs> was good. Enemies, but not enemies. Like they, they're on the same side, was, but in the end, they just disagree with each other in some ways. And Reed wasn't trying to get rid of mutants at all. It just happened to be like a side effect of the machine that he was making to prevent Franklin yeah. from being full on mutant and going to Krakoa and leaving the Fantastic Four. That's all it was was to save his son. And. In the end, Magneto and Professor X are just like, oh, we're just going to go visit your father, you know, maybe stop by for dinner. But in the end, they actually just straight up threaten him and destroy his machine and erase part of his memory and walk away, leaving Reed just sitting at his chair, saying nothing. (laughs) Can we talk about how touching that, like, goodbye from, from Reed to Franklin is where he's like, I'll let go. I'll let go soon. And he's like, yeah, that was tearing up. I could hear that being read, you know, like I could picture that voice in my head yeah. so well, you know, like I, I kind of imagine kind of deep, like a deep voice with a slight crack in it as, as there's a tear up. Uh, no, so yeah, you can hear I'll you can go. hear John Krasinski's voice because that's who everyone wants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Just the the beard maybe like scratching against Franklin's head and just I, I could <laughs> that's was, a good point. Like I could see this I could see this moving, basically. Yeah, it, it was it was really well done. This I, I felt like this whole series was well done. Uh you know, and, and Zdarsky we trust. I mean he's just such a good writer, you know. He he's gotten to the point for me where if his name is on a book, I'm reading it because it's it's just it's that good, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm. Which is funny because he's such a um, weird guy. I didn't even realize <laughs> I didn't even realize it was him guy. until I brought up the issue on on my computer, and I was just like, "Oh, Zadarsky! Oh, no wonder I enjoyed this." Wait, so you you didn't read the first three issues? No, no, I literally jumped on for this wow. issue just for the podcast. Damn. Yeah, wow. but it read yeah, you, really well. Well, I was about to say now like, you got to jump felt, back and like read the rest. It, it's a good series. I was going to say it, it was so good that I kind of want to see the the rest of it. I mean, it's only which four can't issues. be said for some of the other. Yeah, the whole yeah, story nice is Reed Richards and Sue, their son Franklin, is technically a mutant because he was born with powers, and he wants to be an X-Men, but they don't really want him to because the X-Men living on Krakoa, it's all like 
political and strange and how like if he's an x-men then they might not see him for years so they don't want him to go to krakoa to be an x-men so it's this whole thing of should we help our son should we just let him do what he wants should we say no when it's very interesting it's a lot of family dynamic but it's written very very well so yeah i can't believe you just read this one (laughs) (laughs) i I did that with pretty much every other issue we're going to talk about well well, so i was going to say for the rest of the comics of the week we can kind of like talk like a miscellaneous bunch that's how i usually do it in the timestamps like i'm like all right we had we had enough time to sort it to everyone now it's kind of just like a miscellaneous bunch where we talk about you know a few at a time um shazam like literally all i have to say is it was really cool i just hate that it's so spaced out of like the rest of the story because jeff is telling an interesting story but it's just like the last issue we had was a filler issue not written by him so it's been like two months since we read this or no with COVID, it's probably been like four or five months since we read the past issue so mm-hmm. the whole story has been just divided up the way his whole run has been because of delays which is frustrating when his full like 13 issue run is done it'll be better to read like that which is sad that it's only gonna be 13 issues but uh i i did enjoy this issue and i did enjoy i feel like it had some really good moments for billy and it just it makes me even more sad that the series won't continue under yeah. jeff at least yeah i mean we're it's almost prime time <laughs> superboy prime is slowly coming back we uh, we just wait and see and Oh, oh man! I can't wait to see Scott Snyder take on uh, Superboy Prime versus the Doctor Manhattan who laughs. Oh man! Oh, that's stop, so, JD. That's gonna stop. be something. It's Oof. actually gonna happen Oof. too. <laughs> Ooh ah! Well, even then, Superboy Prime oh, was written kind man. of strange here. <laughs> what the heck was that? Hey, someone tell me how to get out of here, <laughs> says one of the most powerful <laughs> villains in comics. I literally felt like so Silver Age to me. Like it cracked me up. Like that's one of the most what powerful the f- villains ever. And that's what he says. What what the freaking heck is happening, guys? <laughs> By God, I don't read. know what's happening here. <laughs> yeah, that whole this whole issue was just a big fight, but I think Jeff John's dialogue just makes everything feel naturally fast. So I feel yeah. like I read this issue in like a couple minutes. Like it breezed past so quick and I was just like, huh. My big takeaway was that his dad being controlled by by mr mine for some reason reminds me of homelander oh okay. yeah for the boys just the, way, just the way he like carries himself he reminds me of like negan from the walking dead and homelander that that, that, that a was a great reveal by the way um since you haven't read the series uh that mr mine was controlling billy's dad like that really caught both me and hunter by surprise mm. when that when that was revealed so that that was like uh that that was really cool but yeah i i could totally see like the homelander vibes uh from him but yeah, I don't know. Shazam is just like I just I can't find myself investing in it anymore, just knowing that it's ending soon. You know, like I, as much as I want to get into it, you know, it's just like I know it's only going on for a few more months now. So it's kind of just like it's just another series to me, which is sad because I, I really thought this was going to be a really cool run. Um, and it has been a cool um, run. It's just well, well, it sucks that it's ending. Yeah. Um, now. Justice League, which is technically last week's issue, but we're going to talk about it this week. What a stinker of the last two issues where, <laughs> where, where they're just so out of character. Now, it's not written. It was Venditti writing after Snyder, and then after uh, Venditti finished his little short run, they uh, handed it over to the guy who's writing The Dreaming, uh, Simon. Oh, I'm going to get his last name wrong. I think it's like Spurrier or something like that. Uh, I don't have the issue in front of me, but Simon Spurrier or something like that. He was doing a little two issue, like, uh, you know, uh, duo. And, oh, man, every character just felt so out of whack. Like, 
I, I thought everyone but like Wonder Woman, I was like, why are they like this? <laughs> it is a little odd. I mean, I feel like they're just trying to find a current, like, ongoing writer. Williamson is doing the next two two issues, I think, but it's only two issues. And then after that, we don't know. I guess he's coming back, but I feel like they're just they, they, they could be setting Justice League up for the possible reboot or relaunch, you know, uh, starting back again. Yeah, probably. After it hits issue 50, you know. It's weird, because this is issue 49. Next all of issue the is issues 50. that I just... Oh, geez. Of all the issues that I just jumped into, having not read everything before it, this was by far the worst. And I thought that maybe it was just because I hadn't read the stuff leading up to it, and I was like, ah, oh, maybe the... JD and Hunter will tell me, oh no, it's been good. You just got to read it in context. But god damn, yeah. man. Like, Barry just. Barry running around and like giving the flyers to the kids and being like, sign up for the war. I was like, okay. Like, the one thing that I liked was when he said, he said, like, we order do this. He said, order. And I'm like, oh, that's like an old school kind of term that I can see like fitting Barry. But the rest of it, just the bounce between like Diana and. Diana telling her story and all the events happening. I was just like, this is, this is all over the place, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did like the, the prisoner calling Batman, the demon inquisitor. I thought that sounded cool. Then very, <laughs> that's, that's very cool. like very retro though. Like that seems like something like from a detective comics, like two seventy. they'd be like, Oh my God, the demon inquisitor. Holy whiz. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more like medieval kind of stuff. Like oh. Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones or something oh, like that. Don't, don't, don't say Lord of the Rings too loud. Hunter's going to ah! hear you. <laughs> oh, I'm, no. I'm a big, Return of the King. Fantasy fans. Oh, is, that, is, that like, is that like his secret identity? Like you say it's, it and you just lose your it's mind. It's like his dark. Like if we say Dark Side War, Hunter like you know gets like the eyes lit up. Oh, when we, when we talk about, about Lord of the Rings, his eyes light up. <laughs> are we talking about Dark Side War? Well... <laughs> Hey, we can actually talk about Dark Side War because I did say before the podcast, I've got some opinions. Oh, oh no. boy. I'm, I, I, I'm literally sitting back eating the popcorn and watching you two go at it. All right, let's do it. I'll, let's dr- do it. I'll, drop, it real, I'll drop it real quick and then we'll move on. Okay, let's see. The first volume of Dark Side War yeah. is, is amazing. Yeah, agreed. The second <laughs> volume's fine. Just fine. Okay, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's fine. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> why <laughs> i don't know because i read them when i was reading that series i read it weirdly out of order like i jumped to dark side war first and then went back and read like origin and then oh okay. from there so your opinion so it was super we- i don't feel like i got like the the build-up but i think it was i think the first volume because it was like consistent art i was like all right i'm in this it feels like a big event like it feels mm. like a a doomsday clock or a watchman where it's like a bunch of issues and it's all consistent. And then the second volume, I just remember like, you know, Francis Manipal comes on and like the art's different and we're focusing on like, I don't know. It just felt like it got really conflicted. Like we were jumping around and the art jumping around as well made it feel like it was all over the place. It's not bad. When I told you, I was like, Ooh, I've got some opinions. I was like, he thinks I'm going to hate it. I don't. It was just like, (laughs) I don't know, every time I'm, you're like, it's the greatest story ever, I'm like, oh man, if I tell Hunter how I feel, he's going to hate me. <laughs> well, the with the art thing, with Monopoly coming on, that wasn't actually the full plan. I believe Fabok got injured, and so he had to, like, stop for oh, a few issues. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And they didn't want to oh, delay the series because it ended with the start of Rebirth. 
So like, okay, we can't delay mm. this because then we have to delay the rebirth. And if we delay rebirth, then there's no, there's not gonna be any comics for a month. So they instead they just asked around a few artists like, can you do like three issues like now? Yeah. And Monopoly said yes. So Monopoly was able to do it quickly. But I do get because like Fabok has a very realistic and gritty style, while Monopoly is yeah. very bright. It fits the Flash, but it doesn't really fit like a war for Earth. <laughs> so I, I understand that complaint but man this the story's still really hype like you were mentioning <laughs> you were mentioning before how you felt like so much hype towards like daredevil or that like, <laughs> yeah like the hype kind of died a bit because the heroes in crisis but it came back due to some things in like daredevil and stuff like that for me the most hype i've ever been with a comic was dark side war when you turn that final page i think it's issue four and owl man's standing there i got way <laughs> too high i don't know why i didn't expect it for some reason even though ultraman and and uh, Superwoman were in there, but when Owlman showed up, I remember I was in high school at the time. I was I was like reading at my kitchen table, and I like jumped out of my seat when I turned that page. Like I felt way too hype, honestly. <laughs> so I guess the the reason why I like Dark Side War so much is because the experience along with the writing and stuff. I just have like a when I look back to like my first time reading this, and I read the series like twice a year too. I just have so much hype from reading in general so yeah that's why i love it so much anyways <laughs> i i totally i i totally get that because i like we were talking about red dead redemption before the podcast it's the experience of playing it in at, at the point of your life and mm. how that kind of affects you so yeah no i totally get that but still yeah. second volume is fine <laughs> yeah i guess that's where we'll we'll end today's episode <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that was good uh uh, Harper, I'm, I'm sure uh, the answer is yes, but uh, we'd love to have you on sometime again. This was this was mm. really fun. Um, you know, maybe if you want to, <laughs> I ha- I, ha- I have a re- I have a request. Unless you can find someone better, which there are plenty of better options, I would love to be on for the speed metal issue. Oh, I you're in. we can make th- we can make that happen. We can make that happen. I would <laughs> I would love to because every piece of art that keeps getting put out of that series, I'm just oh, like, oh Eddie God, ba- Eddie Barrows is a god. Yeah, it looks like we might even see a better reunion between Barry and Wally, like yeah. based on what he posted. Exactly. Oh, and 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 even- he called her Linda West. Oh, he's so good. Love Eddie. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I'm gonna cry. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll, but we'll but, but anyway, week. Harper. Yes, we, we we we'd love to have you on for that. That'd be great. Sure. Um. Anyway, that that's the end of the episode. So if you're listening on iTunes, we appreciate a five star review. If you're listening anywhere else, we appreciate a follow slash slash subscribe. Uh, for a hero story, I'm JD. I'm Hunter, and thanks for being a hero. And remember, every second is a gift. Goodbye. What? <laughs>